I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, uh, Andy, it's Alistair Trombley Birchall here from the oh, Two and the Big Tech podcast. I'm just saying, come and buy tickets to my show, Alistair Trombley Birchall. No relation at the International Comedy Festival. And uh, here we go. And if you're in the United States, uh, Andy's book has just landed the second oh, edition. That's true. Yes. Well, the second, <laughs> the second volume, volume, which is completely different to the uh, to the to the edition. And it's uh, still the first edition. It Henry. still contains all the mistakes yes. that we would uh, remove in a hypothetical second. Gustav edition. Don't and worry. Henry. Mm, and it's a blue. Yes, book. and it's also available in Spain. If you're listening from Spain, you can purchase Gustavo y Rita mm. uh, in a beautiful hardback. Uh, form. So, and if you but, live in uh, South America, which I know a few of our listeners do, you mm. can order it from Spain, and yes. it will come <laughs> in t- in your native language, which um, we know mm. that you do also speak English, mm. though. So you could get it from America, which will be closer, and that will save you on um, fees that are male based, not not male gays or male <laughs> or you know. Anyway. Uh, let's end this, Andy. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I think you should – let's make a new policy where you continue your music bed under my introduction. Don't you think that would be fun? We can try that. I'll try that next episode. Okay. Yeah, great. That's something <laughs> I hit to. my chest so hard. I feel like it's just got my my heart is uh, having pul- palpitations. That's um, exciting. That's, that's a, a great energy to bring to the start of the show, Alistair. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's um, and my arms going numb. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's that's my dedication. It's to a the great base. energy to bring to the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just heart. I mean, chest clutchingly good. I bought a new toaster recently, Alistair. Oh bought the God. cheapest toaster they the had cheap, in Big W. Of course right? you would, Andy. And, uh, and, and, uh, and it hasn't. Well, this is uh, wait, wait, let me know. Wait, has it already burnt your house down, or are you looking forward to it doing that? No, but I, you know, I was thinking about you having a stroke. I was thinking about the smell of burning toast. Mm, and plastic and, with uh, on your toaster. Well, indeed, because you put it down for the first time and it fills your house with the smell of burning plastic, right? Whatever it is Mm. in the construction process, that first time you you turn it on, it's burning off so much whatever it is. The house is alive with the smell (laughs) of burnt plastic. (laughs) I really really had to work that. I really had to try to work to get any kind of... uh, <laughs> Would you call that a vibrato? Is well, that a vibrato? It's, I, it's not one of those natural ones. That was a very uh, t- labored and, and terrible. Mm. Um, I was lying in bed, pleasuring myself with a vibrato. Mm. Oh, getting like a just <laughs> using your own, like if you hit a particular note, the, the beige uh, note. <laughs> 
Oh, yes, I was hitting the resonant frequency of my clitoris. Yes, well, I was, hitting, I was saying beige. I was assuming that was more of a penis kind of thing. Yeah, you think you think I've got a beige penis? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, you're telling me? <laughs> unless you're one of those people who has like a like a darker shade of brown on their on their penis. Mm. Anyway, let's look around. Look, look around. <laughs> There's a, a patch of snow on the ground and a darker shade of brown. I've got two sh- songs confused. I've got hazy shade of winter and lighter shade of pale confused. This is already a terrible start to the podcast. Yeah, we'll wait until I sneeze. Hang on. (laughs) 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 But what I was just, I was just like, why? I mean, I know I've got the cheapest toaster, right? But what is it? What's killing? What's stopping them from plugging it in in the factory and just running it once, just with nothing in there, just to burn off? Yeah, but that's that. But that's that's how that's how you know it's not been used by some filthy, (laughs) you know, some filthy so and so. That's the toaster's hymen. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Yeah. (laughs) What, how do you feel about a toaster that has a kind of a film like over that. it I do like across that. the slots that you've got to break through I to think, put I your think, toast you down know, for the first time? Let's let's admit. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, I'm falling apart here. <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, it's the worst this beginning so of an episode. Um, let's admit that we. <laughs> let's admit that we 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 all think that the you know the hymen virginity idea is bullshit, right? Hmm. Let's admit it. Let's Finally, admit it. Let's, confess let's the truth. It's a bullshit idea, right? Um, but, but uh, that doesn't mean that we can't take use biomimicry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's well, it's mimicry of what our, our idea of the bio is. Exactly. Yeah. It's um. Yes. It's, it's almost theomimicry. Mm. Oh, that's very good. You know, and so we. <laughs> We take it from uh, you know theology, where they think that this that where their idea of the biology and its meaning, uh, and it is applied to to the toaster, and uh, let's just make you know just for not disgusting sake, let's make it a clear mm. thin plastic, yeah, <laughs> or yeah, should great. it be like some kind okay. of fleshy membrane? Well, I mean, I think if you make it clear, thin plastic, then you're just wrapping it up in cling film, right? You're just, you're just, what you're describing there is packaging, right? Right, and right. that already exists, right? So uh, you know, so this is a, this is sort of a, a thin meat, a thin mm. flesh-colored meat, <laughs> um, almost yes. like a, a little piece of jerky that's already in the slot. Just two little bits of jerky. Yeah, okay, and sure, long, great. And they, but it's so thin that it doesn't even burn. It just kind of shrinks, like I guess like a chicken skin. It shrinks like mm. a chicken skin and then sits down in the bottom because what do people love? The smell of um, of rendered fat. They love that. They love that. Yes. You know? And so in our fleshy toaster, yeah. people are going to really enjoy that that first smell of rendered fat that no, that lets them know that this is their toaster's first time. That's I'm right. really sorry about this idea, everybody. No, no, no. The toaster, the, that, the, the toaster hymen, and and this yes. is to, this is to fix the problem of the plastic that's in there, like the coating or whatever of everything has. Yeah, uh, somehow I don't know how it fixes well, it, the problem, it, it, but it it's does. like you just put a smell on a smell. Ah, sure. You know, you put a smell on a smell. You know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, 
you know, we're not going to not use these chemicals, whatever they are, that make the toaster look new. Yes, new toaster, that new toaster smell. Yeah, and so you just put a thing, and you know where you could get that flesh? Stem cells from, <gasps> from um, you know, from, uh, I guess, circumcised babies. But, <laughs> you, 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 I, knew, I knew where you were going with that, yeah, LSD. I and, I, and, I, and I felt your hesitation, and you're like, are we layering on too much here? <laughs> but... Well, we're, we're into deep. There must be, right? there must be the... some stem cells in a baby's fat, so maybe you could just give a little baby liposuction. Oh, that's good. And you know, if there's one thing that newborns have in excess, yeah. it's, 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 it's fat, and they don't need that. They, don't. they tell you they need that to survive <laughs> the first few days yeah. while the milk comes in. Mm. But they don't need all of it. It's like everything. There's, it's over-engineered. There's got to be some wiggle room in that. Absolutely. And Mm, and, and that puppy fat. And if you just blend up like a, a hamburger or something like that, mm-hmm. you could mm-hmm. just get get that baby going, you know? So we can suck out fat from the human body. Is it, can we suck anything else out? Uh, muscle? Not muscle. See? Bone? There you go. Why is it only lipo we're suctioning? <laughs> um, bile? Bile. Oh, sure, what about sure. like a human bile industry? Okay, you know, I'll mean, go on. I'm listening. I mean, think because, like, you know, it's 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 a person. This is okay. Somebody who has uh, accidentally, through trying to create a um, some kind of time machine, has accidentally mm. copied themselves multiple times. Uh, okay, right? great. Yes, and but they're on welfare, mm. right? And and so <laughs> they've got so they created a time machine, and but, and they uh but but they yet to work out how to monetize it. Yeah, they're living and, very and, close and, to the poverty line. And every line. time that they double themselves, they could make another mm. copy of themselves. They're they're having the amount of money that they can. That they, they have oh, to no. keep each version of themselves <laughs> alive, right? Because they still all have the same Centrelink reference number. Yeah, they all have the same. They're all the same person, so they can't. Yeah. Yes. And so. Oh, that's a disaster! It's a disaster. <laughs> and so, at some point, they realize that they, and it's a very tight job market, you know. So mm. they've they've realized that they just have people as a resource, mm. and so they think, well, what could we sell? And mm. they're like, well. We all have bile. <laughs> They're just yes. looking at each other's bodies, you know. They go, "What can we sell?" You know, and they might go <laughs> sell. Must be something. They, they, you know, they can spell. They, they can sell sperm a couple times, maybe. I mean, they, they, they would have mm. to fly, fly to America, and they realize that that would be more expensive than the sperm would pay. Mm. Um, here in Australia, you don't get paid for sperm donations, I think. And there's also, I think, a limit on the amount of donations you can make. <laughs> Um, yes, and so once again, like because they're all one person, yeah. they're shooting themselves in the in the in, in the foot in, there in the sample cup. <laughs> yes, um, and so then so then they think bile. All right, we got to get a bile industry going, and so then maybe they look at what mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. what what is the composition of bile, you know, the chemical composition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so then they're like, okay, it's acid. I guess we could make like a, you know, maybe we could make like a. Is there like a balsamic vinegar uh, or something like that? You know, like an alternative. Well, apparently, bile is ninety five percent water, 
<laughs> okay, well, that's then, good. People need water. Then, that's good. And then there's a bunch of, okay, uh, endogenous solid constituents, including bile salts. This is they're reading this to each other. Bilirubin. 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 It's got the. It's the best name Billy for Rubin. any of the bodily <laughs> bodily fluids. Billy Rubin. Yeah, but they it, talk about that a lot when with newborns. That the, their Billy Rubin levels. Do they, <laughs> like, do they actually oh, say that? I mean, that's a that's a yeah, that's a folk band. Just Billy asking Rubin, yeah. to be Billy Rubin. You know, from the Rubin. You know, like you know, there's a famous Rubin in music production. You know, so it's like that's probably already an in. There's an Australian band called the Rubens. I'm related to them. Apparently, they. They came number one in the Hottest 100. Nobody remembers the song. Yeah, Nobody. I don't, I don't remember it either. Was it, take me home. I say you don't know. We don't know. No, it's not that one. I think it's the Killers or something. Okay, right. But I could be pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah, it could be that. Could be um, that song by uh, Gautier. <laughs> yes. Um, amino acids, steroids, enzymes, forferins, vitamins, and heavy metals. Oh no, that's bad for fish. Oh. <laughs> I feel yes, bad for but- those for those you know magicians who swallow a whole fish and keep it alive in their stomach. That now that all that heavy those heavy metals might be shortening that fish's lifespan. Yeah. I mean that's real magic to me, isn't it? That's <laughs> that's fantastic. That's what I want to see. When I imagine, when I picture magic, I picture two things: bringing the dead back to life from beyond the mortal veil, so that they can once again stalk the earth with their hideous hunger, and swallowing a goldfish and then bringing it back up again. Those are the two types of magic that I respect. Yeah, it just occurred to me that. All those guys, that, that guy that I've seen swallow a bunch of stuff and then bring them, you know, he s- swallow like pool. The regurgitator. Yeah, the yes. regurgitator. Um, like he'd swallow pool balls mm. And, mm. and a goldfish and even like some dry sugar. And it occurred to me, it's mm. probably just a, a sleight of hand. <laughs> this is, I was, you, this is crazy, Alistair, but I was thinking about exactly that yesterday. Really? I, I had that, I had that same realization. I was thinking about a guy who came to my school, I think, when I was young, and he was a regurgitator. Like it was a school performance in assembly, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He came and he like swallowed a light globe and all this kind of stuff, keys and stuff. And then he like asked us what order he wanted, we wanted him to bring them back up again in. And he did it in that order. And it just like it, that flashed into my mind yesterday. And I was like, I think that was probably just sleight of hand. Well, Andy, I don't... <laughs> yeah, you know what they say, Andy. You know, once you know, once all the elements are sort of in the in the ether, you know, all the, mm, uh, all, the, the all the right uh, ideas are out there. Uh, a bunch of people will at the same time come up with the idea of the light bulb being regurgitated, being a sleight of hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's still weird, though. Still, it is pretty weird. It's still a no, freaky no. coincidence. Yeah, yeah, that is a very weird coincidence. Um, mm. 
they are they are very slight with their hand they you know i've i've seen a few videos recently where some guy does a you know does a trick and i've really watched it a few more times to be like oh mm. i'm starting mm. to understand how it could happen yeah yeah anyway it's good um so it's good but do you think i mean i can't remember how i thought it wouldn't i mean what about the goldfish though you think something up the sleeve it's always something. Yeah, he's probably got a special special goldfish pocket. I remember how disappointed I was when I realized that some waterman that I saw on some something got has got talent was just spraying something out of a tube on the side of his you know in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> he was a guy. He just swallowed like one point five liters of water, and I was like, "That's fucking." And then he would just spray water out, and then he would catch it on his own umbrella. <laughs> You know, I mean, when you describe this, it sounds really shit. I know, but I mean, like it was like it was like, oh, he's an African waterman, and I was like, oh, this, you know, felt like it's an ancient art. It's an ancient art mm. where they've just figured out how to like, you know, and I and I'd think about the regurgitator guy, and I'd be like, well, there's people who know how to keep things in pockets, in mm. you know, in their side, in their insides, and so then they just. <laughs> You know, if they, if they can do that, then it doesn't seem that crazy that they could. Um... Mm, but it's all starting to fall apart now, isn't it? Yeah. Did he have his hand near his mouth a he lot of the time? He would have his hand he near was... his mouth every time. Oh, no. You know? Yes. And, and then you go, holy crap. You know, but that's the thing is that in the moment that you're watching it, you feel true, pure magic until yeah. you really think about it, you know, until you watch it three, four times. You know, these in, in ancient and, Africa, these things weren't meant to be watched three, four times. I don't, I don't know. Well, I think I've, I'm, I suspect, Alistair, that maybe the ancient Africa component yeah. wasn't, wasn't, you are, are, you, are you saying just like when we, when we came down from the trees and the first magicians started doing sleight of hand and we were really impressed? They started pretending to put bananas in their ears and things like that. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, are we the only species that does magic? That'd be fascinating because maybe, maybe you do need to walk upright on on two legs in order to be able to do sleight of you hand. Nobody's have... interested in sleight of leg, sleight of foot, mm, right? I wouldn't That's mind not those. Re- I, I mean, there's, there's nothing there. I'd You've got watch no some free sleight of foot. <laughs> um. Sleight of hoof? No, there's no, there's no. There is no sleight of. No, there's hoof. no. Um, sleight of flipper. Ungulates. There are no no cloven toed ungulates yeah. out there. Doing a lot of hoof. No, maybe if there was a four-leaf cloven hoof, you know, a, the a, the one lucky oh, one, maybe the one what lucky one who could do magic. Mm. Um, um, <laughs> what, is is there a sketch idea in this? Slide of <laughs> foot. Um, slide of hoof. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, bats. Uh, I mean, bats I think look I, like they I, they should be good at magic. <laughs> Backs. Bats. You know, because they, they have like a cape, a place where they can hide stuff. Oh, they can sure, you know sure. they can just put things in their armpit, you know, and then And, and they then do hide still it. have fingers in there, don't they? Somewhere. Like, yeah. In the wing. I think the wing still has fingers in it. Fingies. Which is a real yuck. Yeah. Real yuck idea. Yeah, hate that. <laughs> hate that for them. Yeah. Well what um and they, and they and, and they they just have their, their, their schlong just hanging upside down. And they piss on themselves, I think. Do they? I think so. I think because if they're upside down. Bats. 
bats. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if I wonder if Dracula does the same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, think, you can't imagine that th- he gets up at night to go piss and he takes the lid off and stuff like that. Has anybody investigated Dra- Dracula's relationship with guano? If you went into Dr- Dracula's lair, would there be Dracula guano all over the floor? And uh, given that he lives for an infinite amount of time, could that perhaps be a valuable source of nitrates for the fertilizer industry? This is very good for the people, for the guys, for the <laughs> for the guys who who keep. Uh... You know, who keep accidentally copying themselves whilst trying to develop this t- t- time travel, try yeah. to find a way to monetize their own guano. It is, but I also think it's good I- a good idea about like a sketch about an industry that has developed around Dracula's castle. Yeah, where there are people who do the most dangerous job in the world, which is to sneak into his lair while he's sleeping and try and collect his guano mm. to sell. Is it is it nitrates or is it phosphates it, yeah, that we're probably, trying to? It's probably phosphates. Maybe it's phosphates. Maybe. Phosphates. Yeah. Yes. Great. Well, yeah, I, I'm assuming it could be Dracula Billy does phospholipids. That'd be it. Yes. Um, wait. Have have bats have bats and birds evolved to have the same kind of poop? Um, I don't Did, think that, so. I don't. I don't know because one's mammalian. And yeah. I think I think it's just that we don't we don't tend to see mammals mostly shit in just one area because yes, I see because we don't roost. It doesn't in... just stop. Usually, it doesn't just stop in on on in rock like on top of rock. Yeah. Right. Whereas bats yeah. in a cave, and then and right. birds on a like a you know some uh, Pacific atoll. Hmm. You know, they're just halfway I'm through. really excited to make this Dracula film. Yeah, that, uh, that focuses Vampire much Guana. more on the uh, <laughs> yes, the 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 fertilizer because uh, there would just be like does. so. You're saying there would just be like a huge pileup from the thousands of years yeah. that he's lived there. Yes, and they try to yes. mine it out from underneath him. Yeah, exactly. You sneak in there as he snoozes, and it's like Smaug. In um, oh, yeah, Lord of the in yeah. in the Hobbit, with his pile of treasure, but it's not it's it's brown gold. And so then, uh, does this become collecting um, a, a a whole metaphor for Nauru, the island? I think it might be the a island nation. Nauruan metaphor. metaphor. Yes. And then, does once his guano is gone, mm. um, does he resort to making money by? imprisoning people on his um you know like for the police for the police of the town he says yeah you can use my basement my empty dungeon my empty yeah my empty guano dungeon um Mm. to lock up uh you know put all your excess prisoners yes correct uh, and they leap at the opportunity because it's politically expedient that's right to not keep them right in town to keep mm. them up this dangerous cliff face where people less people will try to uh, to go up. I and, wonder if our see. international listeners will understand the reference to Australia's inhumane <laughs> offshore detention policies yeah, well, for <laughs> asylum seekers. Well, there's a uh, you could you, there's I'm sure there's a Wikipedia page that you can go and uh, refresh yourself up on 
um, if you're interested. I think the UK is trying to is trying to bring in this kind of stuff now. Yeah, so, no, that's so, exciting, yeah. isn't it? Like, it's it's one of our probably one of our our, our biggest exports. I mean, we talk about what what have we got to be proud of in this country? Well, we we lean quite heavily on our invention of the um, the cask wine, the goon bag, yeah. the hills hoist, of course, that hoist. internationally yep. successful invention, the hills hoist, <laughs> and now we can uh, we can claim credit as well for. Um, Discovering a new way to be cruel mm. to um, the dispossessed. Yep. So, congratulations, Australia! Next time they make a series of great Aussie inventions, I look forward to that being featured as one of the the highlights in Australian history. We really have done almost nothing in this country. I think. What about Wi-Fi? It's really, it's really pathetic. <laughs> it's really sad. Wi-Fi. That's true. CSIRO came up with Wi-Fi apparently. Although I, th- I reckon if we looked into it, we might discover that perhaps there's not quite. I think that's a, as much that, of an that was also a result of the, the CSIRO's like intense study in, into wool. I think it's something to do with wool. It, yeah, it, it all starts because our <laughs> science industry was like so focused on wool, and then yeah. somehow there were a few huge breakthroughs that don't make mm. sense in the way that they're connected to the wool industry. Yeah. But I wonder if, like, since we stopped focusing on wool, maybe we're not achieving as much. Maybe we haven't had as many breakthroughs, breakthroughs in other areas. Maybe it's time to refocus, get back to wool, get back, get back to, to what we were – Yeah. Get back to what we were good at not doing properly in the first place. Yeah. I mean, or, or maybe we could just get another animal in there and, and study its fur. Yeah, you good. know, what a, get a get a ocelot in there. <laughs> get an ocelot in there. Get him in. Ocelot. That's a great name yeah. for anything. Get an ocelot. Ocelot. Shave well, it. Well, we'd lo- <laughs> see if you can grow that hair back faster. Give it vitamins. Shaving. Give it some supplements. Try and breed a merino ocelot with the with the the highest quality ocelot. Fur, um, also lot, I think you know which ones, you know which 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 fur I think that should be studied is fur that you can't, you don't even can't really tell is there, you know, like peach fuzz, you know, like you know how like mm, sure you've got you know obviously you've got the part where like you know your stubble is growing, and people have that on their face, you know, even uh, no no you know like uh, guys have that after sh- shaving a bunch, but. On those areas where you're not growing proper stubble, and I think women have yes. this too. There's kind of just a very light fur, mm. a very it's light. It's nice. Yeah, it's I like very nice. It, you know, it's almost a throwback to being a baby. Yeah, and it gives you that. You know, when the lights behind you, it gives you that sort of soft fuzzy focus. look, that slightly soft focus. Looks like you're there. in the the 80s, getting a glam a glam shot. Don't we all want that? We all deserve we that. We all deserve on a, daily a little basis. bit of glam. And so mm. I, I reckon get some men in there, start shaving the, that off of them. Yeah. Like, I mean, wouldn't it be <laughs> of nice? Of course, the problem is that after you've shaved it off for a while, sure. then it thickens up know, and it turns into those bristles. Well, yeah. And then you're no use to the shaving industry and you're turned out into the field or maybe you're, you're, you're now just good for pet food. So they shoot you in the head oh, no. with an iron bolt and feed you to the dogs. Well, that's, that's when you. I mean, that's the CSIRO for you. Um, yes. Um, it's a Beckstad. But I mean, isn't that work. great? That like, yeah. it's a good. I think it's a good metaphor for uh, what 
what society does in general to people once they're past a certain age. Not so much men, so the metaphor falls down a little bit there. But it would be, you know, maybe, maybe when women take over the world, because they're doing that, you know, using cultural Marxism, right? <laughs> when, when, when women have finished taking over the world, that's, right. that's all they'll want men for. We'll be harvested for our peach fuzz on our cheeks. But don't you think it would be right? a be- <laughs> Yeah. So, and the, but, but I think it will make beautiful garments. Mm. Don't you think if you could if you could Oh yeah, absolutely for the for the for the very rich women who run society. Right. This would be a great future film mm. in which all these women are living together in this society and they don't realize that men exist, right? Because they're kept on factory farms for their to 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 have their upper cheeks shaved for these luxurious garments that they all laze around in all day That's and right. then we're killed and fed to the dogs to these to these um the female lap dogs. dogs that they keep Female dogs that they keep on their laps all the time. <laughs> all the time. I mean, you don't want to be mixing dogs and beautiful garments, I don't think. <laughs> um, you make your garments. Stink. Maybe the garments are just for the dogs who, you know, beautiful. maybe the dogs wear, wear the peach fuzz clothing to make them even softer for these, these women who have taken over society to strike. To what? To stroke, to, I'm just laughing at the the way in which I keep accusing women of trying to take over society. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just enjoying saying it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. I'm sorry. I mean, I guess technically I've, we've I've already taken over deep society. And cruel inside yeah. me. Do you feel responsible in any way for men taking over society? Uh, responsible? Like, yeah, I try to do my bit, obviously. <laughs> No, because like I was thinking about like you know how like there's certain things that we attribute to certain groups, right? And we'll say you know, um, uh, mm. you know, I guess white people, you know, did colonialism, uh, mm. you know, uh, rock and roll was a black art form and things like that, and yeah. things like that. But then, but then also it wasn't everybody in all of those things, right? You would yeah. you could say it's it was a you know a particularly bad part of uh, white society that did that. It's probably a particularly talented part of black society that did the other thing. And but then but then we all we all get tarnished with the, that brush, the you know mm, rock and roll sure. brush. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what a terrible thing to be tarnished with to be accused. Yeah. <laughs> of inventing rock and roll just based on the color of your skin. I know, but it's but it's. I think there's an aspect of it in which it's an uh, it's kind of supposed to be an anti-racist position to be like, well, you have to accept the you know the the. I mean, of course, there's the there's the part where there's the benefits that you still get from these things. Yes. Um, yes. And so that's where it falls down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, but 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 because then, but it's also that part where it's like, oh, it's an it's an anti-racist position, but to f- to claim it for the whole culture also feels like itself a a, a, a partially race based generalization. Um, yes, Alistair. I mean, you know, but then the people who make that argument are very often the worst people in the world. <laughs> so. <laughs> So it's tricky, isn't it? You're really, you're really a little bit trapped there. Yeah, yeah. And, and 
Yeah, I think this is what I've realized is that the only voices that get really amplified um, most of the time are extreme voices, extreme things that mm. are happening, mm. right? And it's, mm. so it makes the times feel more extreme whilst we're mm. all living what feels like pretty normal lives, but whilst having extreme things go into our holes nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. In, in your case, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen your bedside drawer, Alistair. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, again, you know, the idea that um, we're living very normal lives, I suppose, is something that we save from our position of privilege. I think, but but the thing is that we expose ourselves to these things by, you know, like being on Twitter or watching the news or whatever. But then we also don't do anything to um, to correct any of this stuff in the position that we are in. I don't think that's and necessarily so we true. Experience well. I think for a lot of people, it is that you you passively absorb these extreme views and expose yourself to them without. Um, I know, but you also go like without. But you go like engaging. Oh, I don't like this and things like that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right, but like you know, people are constantly arguing with those people online, and that amplifies yeah, to- it. <laughs> totally, no, 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 absolutely. So, absolutely. so I think they are like, trying to but fight I, it. I, they I, think that they go, they go. Well, we can't just let this stand like that. We've got to at least argue with them. Yeah, and then that yeah, makes that like, but, it but, makes those things bigger. So it, it, it it's in the yes, trying I know, to but stop. But you're not letting it. me finish my thought. <laughs> no, 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 you're no. You're not no. letting me finish Andy, my thought. That was the end of your thought, <laughs> and you're being trounced for it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to have just the last word stop, on this thing Andy about people trying to have the last oh, word I'm on losing this, this argument. Oh, like that. Just stop panicking <laughs> and then let me finish. I'm not you arguing. Off. I'm not arguing. Let Alistair. me knock you You're out. Arguing. Let me okay. knock you out. Let the ref step in. <laughs> have you had enough, Andy? Tap out. <laughs> It doesn't matter. My point wasn't going to get us to anything funny anyway. That's right. So um, it's, but yeah, but but is there a way? Firstly, I don't know if there is a way of making this funny, but um, because it, it it seems like it's bad to let yes. to let extreme things be said and to not say anything in return, right? Yes. But a lot of people do say extreme things, mm-hmm. and. And people don't see it because they don't have a big platform. And those things remain an isolated little thing. But then a lot of people with big platforms say something extreme. And then people argue with them. And then even more people see it. Because I see it because all my, you know. And so then it seem, it makes it seem like trying to help really hurts. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I yep. think that my life would be much better, and I don't think that you. I don't think we could. We could. We could say that you know. I mean, that we could suggest that that the you know like alt right any of that kind of 
crazy stuff that seems to be so <coughs> common now um, could possibly be the size that it was if we hadn't all been trying to ourselves get retweets by shutting it down with our witty um <laughs> our witty repartee yeah yeah our our, our clapbacks our clapbacks yeah um no yeah that that's i think i think you're right that the that it's not um i think we've proven that it's not helping and like and also <sighs> this this temptation that you know people on the progressive side of things have to when somebody says something wrong call them the worst person in the world mm. and and shame them and all that kind of stuff right even even if that was morally the right thing to do which it may be I'm not making that argument at least we can say at least I think we could demonstratively say that even if morally that's the right course of action to to you know point these people out and and call them idiots and all that kind of stuff, de- decry them publicly. Yeah, it's not working. Yeah, 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 you know, like we're not winning. So even if you, it's the right thing to do from that perspective, from a pragmatic perspective of like, you know, not trying to take people with us and and educate people and give people a chance to be wrong in a dignified way, it's. We are losing. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of it's the it's the um it's the sort of the shooter guys. Like it's the same thing with suicides and and mass and school shooters and stuff like that. That advertising it that it happens and proving that there is mm. no notoriety and, and all that kind of stuff in it mm. um is is contagious. Yeah. <clears throat> because yeah. now you wouldn't do a school shooting to promote your comedy festival show, would you, Alistair? Well. I mean, I, I won't have to if people buy tickets. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying I will do one, but I'm saying I'd have less reason to. Yeah, I would never consider it if people bought tickets. Yeah. I mean... I might not consider it anyway, but I'll tell you when I definitely wouldn't. Um, when I was so overwhelmed by the quantity of tickets that have been sold. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that up. Um, I think um, I think the idea of somebody in Australia trying to um, wanting to hurt somebody with a gun, mm. but on, not knowing anybody in the sort of the dark, um, the dark side of um, like I think just trying to watch somebody trying to acquire a gun in Australia who isn't connected in any way to to the the criminal underworld yeah somebody yeah somebody who is like a real dork right like yeah. you know like up until this point in their life they've been real straight lace okay mm. and so them mm. trying to appear, and then somebody slights them somebody slights them which pushes them over the edge right it's probably been mm. a build up it's probably been bullying right but it's mm. somebody at work right whatever it is right and then the the real film here is them mm. trying to acquire a gun and then try to go through legitimate means, which is probably even more troublesome in Australia. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. I mean, I think it I think it is really funny to show uh, what would in America would be like a violent revenge film, mm. right? Um, but one that is entirely occupied with the bureaucratic quagmire 
of trying to get the gun in the first place. Yeah. Like in America, they would just go to the cupboard and get one out yeah. and it's on. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I think that's funny. Yeah, and then this... Yes. Yeah, all right. Um, I don't know how you got that out of the conversation we just had, Alistair, but it's a, well, it's a good idea. Alistair, why were you asking me mm. what the script name was for that sketch that we wrote for the sketch show about men who cry into a special urinal for men to cry into? Um, getting gun for... Because we, we have been writing for an Australian sketch show, mm-hmm. which is largely TV parody, but we have also tried to sneak in some two-in-the-think-tank ideas, including one about a special urinal for men to stand, cry standing up like a man. And uh, Alistair texted me the other day to ask me what the name of the sketch was, months after we'd written and submitted it to the show. And I wanted to know why he was inquiring. So because I'm trying to um, portray, I think in in, in my stand-up show, uh, my comedy festival show, I'm trying to portray us as having a falling out. (laughs) Oh, really? I didn't know that that was the... (laughs) Um, I'm trying to see that say that I've, I normally work with somebody else, and that we had a falling out, and it was because of, and and it's going to be based in reality, obviously. That um, you and me had a. Um, when I say you and me, I mean I reacted very poorly <laughs> at one point when we were trying to write this sketch about um, yes. men cr- having you know head uh, head height urinals to go and cry in so that they could cry privately in public um just you know in, mm. you know hidden away <clears throat> mm. and and then me suggesting that there should also not just be urinals but also like a full-size toilet that people could go into a cubicle and have a big cry in right mm. um a number two cry um <laughs> And and that you were like, oh, I just don't think that it actually fits this idea. And that I, for some reason, got really emotional about that. Um, <laughs> because I was like, why wouldn't you? I mean, if, if, if you're not trying to make comedy, you don't want another beat to this? Like, it doesn't make sense. And I couldn't wrap it around my head um, why you would not want this. And then it, I genuinely, it, it, it hit me in my emotions. And then I started getting mm. what was upset, what you would call upset in uh, traditional parlance. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, hit me, in the, hit me in my emotions is also yeah. uh, an acceptable description of that. Yeah, and... Uh, you know what you really would have could, could have used in, in that situation? What's that? Would be... Well, would be would have been a a, a toilet to cry uh, that's, into. That's true. That would have been a perfect place, but there was there was just <laughs> there was no private place where I could do it, and so I had to take my yes. emotions out on you. Um, and so and you know, and you know what happened as well yesterday. Looking at the script, I don't think that at any point during our argument you actually gave me a reason to understand why. Because maybe deep down you you yourself didn't know, you you didn't remember right. exactly why. But I actually f- saw the reason. I saw the reason why you didn't want this. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, <laughs> was it a good reason? Yeah. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, and and it's and it, and it's in the first, it's in the first uh, voiceover for the. Um, for the sketch, and I, I'm pretty sure you didn't vocalize this, right, in the argument. 
right? But it says, fellas, are you sick to tears of crying sitting down like a girl? Mm. Right? Mm. So, because the whole idea would have been standing up to piss, uh, to cry. Yes. Right? Yeah. But what I mean, I, 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 I can't I can't get back there, Alistair. I can no longer recapture whatever, well, I'm the, really lucky whatever that my I can, logic was in the moment. I'm really lucky that while you get this win, I can, <laughs> due to your lack of ability to remember, at least <laughs> at the very least, fabricate a memory that you had forgotten to mention this point, this logical thing that seems to make sense to me now. And look at me as a, such an understanding no, but, person, but what, able to you, admit... Sorry to relitigate this for the listeners, but weren't you suggesting that they wouldn't actually sit on that toilet well, they, to they, cry they, they because won't. it would be halfway up the wall? Yeah, they, they won't because it, it will be high. So you can st- mm. stand in front of a regular mm. uh, toilet. But you know what else? The argument of having a really big cry, like a number two cry, mm. that's not in mm. the sketch. So I think that that is an argument that I've made since then to really I agree. to to define to to yeah you've had some time to go away and come up with the because you've obviously been dwelling on it. Well, I mean, you know, you you see yourself, you see yourself, uh, you know, uh, act in what in, in a way that you aren't a hundred percent proud of, and so the the it it becomes an open task in the subconscious that continues to process and look for answers. Um, you know? And by answers, I mean reasons why you were right to overreact. Well, <laughs> and if anything, possibly underreact, given the provocation. That's right. That's right. And but then, um, but then also find reasons, you know, why you underreacted yourself. Um, mm. uh, so- but isn't it also the case that we were both just incredibly tired oh yeah like but also <laughs> like we were both tired but this was, was week really... one of about 16 to 19 weeks of work <laughs> and i got upset and i was like oh i can't handle this anymore this bullshit um anyway maybe i was adapting to uh to us actually writing sketches which is something that although that we do this um you know, podcasts for 10 years, we don't spend that much time actually writing sketches. We sort of, you know, we can, we, we, we sort of uh, come up with a vague outline sometimes. Mm. Well, you know, of course we can just come up with, we can just say what we want to say and ignore what the other person is saying. And until you have to actually write it down, you don't have to pick a, pick a, pick a lane. That's right. We have the luxury of pretending that we both, got to write, come up with the sketch idea that we wanted and not the other person's sketch idea. God, this is boring for the people listening to the podcast. Um, well, I mean, is this the worst episode ever? No, I don't think so. Just give it everything. Just give it everything. Everything that's out. I mean, I, Andy, Andy, look, the episode's getting better. I stopped sneezing. Oh, that's true. You know? That's positive. We've stopped talking about hymens yeah. and toasters. I think, I think the episode's yeah. just getting better and better. Onwards and upwards. All right, here we go. Um, um, I've only got four ideas like, written down. Yes, I feel like there was something in there, though. Um, in, was it when we were talking about the toilets or was there... In, yeah, early on, Yeah, talking about crying, standing up like a real man, mm, emotions, men's versions of emotions. No, look, I'm not... I'm, I'm sorry. Um, do you think that anger is is men's sadness? No, that's stupid. That's that's too. 
<laughs> I, I, I mean, sadness, anger. It's sadness for, for him. For him. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna write that down because it feels like it's just you, yeah, you could get I mean, you could get just a little, um, a tiny little ad, a tiny or little ad, or, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's right. anger. It's, it's sadness it, for him. I mean, I think it would be. Yeah, well, I mean, what, you you know, I love a sketch in a boardroom, and so it could be a boardroom trying to come up with ways to market emotions for men mm, but, or something but like you that. Know, you, you, know? Like you see a guy get broken up with, and then he punches something and puts a dent in it. You know, mm. you see a guy who's you know who drops his ice cream cone, um, and he then throws his can of he throws his can of coke on the ground. He's having an ice cream cone and a can of coke. What a fucking sugar rush! And he throws his can of coke on the ground. And he crushes yeah, wow. it and he knocks over a bin. You know, um, mm. you know, uh, he 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 gets told that he's not going to get a raise. You know, he empties mm. out a you know a. a this is another bin-based thing, but he shakes out a and waste a paper bin, bin. It's another bin. It's a different type of yeah, bin. Yeah, and he just throws it all over the place, and he, and he, you know, he, I don't know, empties his pockets and throws them in the face of the person like mm. that, and he goes, ah, like that. And he said, anger. It's sadness for him. Yeah, it's really good. It's actually really good. It's probably the best sketch idea we've come up with today. You're kidding me. Oh, my God. Well... Uh, Somebody must have invented a uh, a motion sensing rubbish bin, right? Waste paper bin yeah. that has little wheels and zips around like a Roomba, mm. but where it detect, you know, you can throw a piece of rubbish and it'll just zip over there and catch it wherever you throw it. Mm. That must be a thing, right? Yeah, I mean, you see stuff like that with I've seen stuff like that with like um, like basketball nets and things like that, and they're placed on kind of like mm, robotic arms, sure. and they can see where you've thrown the ball, and they move the net where the ball's going, yeah, so that you can't yeah. miss. I mean, if you throw within a certain range of things, um. within the tolerances, I think I could miss. <laughs> I, oh, I think yeah. I feel. Apparently, Larry Bird felt like that—that that he actually just wouldn't wasn't able to miss. <laughs> And so he would try. He would try to have a shit shot, and then he would just get it in. <laughs> I don't. I find that hard to believe. I just think he wasn't trying. I don't, yeah, I think like yeah, it's it's one of those things you get just so used to a certain way of doing things. I would be able to miss with that robotic arm. I Andy, actually often yeah. think of myself as the Larry Bird of missing shots. <laughs> um, would you like to go to three words from a listener? I'd love that, yes. Okay, well, great, because that's where we're going. Today's words come from uh, Thomas Spargo. Thomas Spargo. <laughs> Thomas Spargo. Yeah. Thomas what a great Spargo. Name. It could be Thomas Spargo. could be Thomas Spargo. Sure. Um, but he did, he did write in English, so, you know, mm. but... Maybe it's nice. Did he write in a thick Spanish accent? Well, I was saying it in French. Um, yeah, I know. It's, oh, it could be... Uh, he could be doing a character. It could be... Et eh, Thomas... Eh, et Thomas Espargo. <laughs> I think for Spanish, you just put an E in front of everything. Spain. Yeah, España. Right. You see? What do they call emails in Spain? Uh, eh, email. Email. <laughs> uh, eh, eh, um, eh, eh. Um, it's like when somebody's filling up your cup too much and you go eh, eh, eh. <laughs> 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 um, 
Andy, would you like to try mm. to guess what the first word is that was submitted by Thomas Spargo? Okay. Um, the first word wrong. is... Wrong. <laughs> underscore. Underscore? No. No. There's no S in it. Um, yeah. But there is an E-D-U as the first three letters, which is, you know, like... Educate. Very close. Educational. Educational. Okay. Educational video. Um, That is not the second word. Rap. Educational rap. You know, um... (laughs) Educational rap battle. The third third word is videos. Not not video. (laughs) Okay. Educational something videos. Now think about this, Andy. Hmm. Think about this. Educational something videos. Uh, the reason I'm saying think about this is there is a physics educational physics videos. Is this a reference to me doing Ed Rollo uh, school uh, informative video content? Andy, the second word is physics. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Spargo, I thank you. Thomas, uh, might I suggest that if you're ever struggling to bring new pod. And bring in new pod listeners. Encourage Andy to do another stint as a virtual VCE physics teacher. (laughs) Worked on me about six years ago. (laughs) Well, I've got some good news. I am doing another stint as an educational VCE physics teacher. Are you actually going to be doing that? In the second half of this year. So we could really get a bump for this podcast. If I can ever finish the trial, the the sample video I'm supposed to have done three weeks ago. Um, Alistair. can I just go back, though, to something that I came up with while I was trying to guess the words? Yeah. This is an educational rap battle, but it made me think, you know, you know, people, you, you, you love a bit of a historical educational rap, don't you, Alistair? You particularly love <laughs> Hamilton, and it's the informative content <laughs> at the references to events did, that occurred. Did I tell you that we, that went, contained and saw, in the we went and saw Hamilton during... Really? Um, during, while we were staying in the city, and we left it halfway. <laughs> Really? Yeah, we left. We left at the at the. Uh, we were like, we get it. Fucking hell, they could have. They could have. <laughs> oh wow, Alistair, that's incredible. Yeah, I was like, fucking that's... hell. It's like, all right, we don't. We don't need any more. Like, we get the point. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> it genuinely, but basically, was what I thought it was. Mm. And yeah, great. But longer, just. They they could have compressed that so much. That could have used an edit. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, my point. My point. That's great. I'm lo- I love that you've remained consistent on that point. I thought that once you actually had seen the thing, maybe the be- the, the 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 beautiful um, view, view, vision that you have of uh, Hamilton in your mind would be tainted by reality. No. But I'm glad to see that hasn't happened. But. I think an East Coast, West Coast style violent um, rap war, but between, say, school groups who go around to different schools and do educational raps about sunscreen and online, you know, safe uh, online safety. The sun smart people, the sun smarts versus the um, versus the littering people. (laughs) 
The an- exactly. <laughs> the anti-littering people. Yeah. Um. And and they and they yeah you know there's 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 been a series of like brutal slayings associated with this war within rap. Um, yeah, uh, I do like that a lot. Um, rap battle war. <laughs> Educational, as for educational physics videos, uh, uh, I mean, um, let's what have see. I got there? Well, educational physics videos. So, like, um, um, so I mean, I had this vision of um, <laughs> Isaac Newton being hit on the head by an apple, right? But it's a it's a it's a it's a giant apple with arms and legs, and it comes along and it hits him on the head with a hammer, punches him in the face. Okay, and, yeah. yeah, and then they have a a, a a real fight, you know, presumably to the death. Death, you know, he was hit on the head by an apple, fight and then to they the like, <laughs> fight fight to the test. That's what that's what um, <laughs> that's what um, Letterman and Leno were doing after um, after what's his oh, name retired. Very good. It was a fight to the yes. desk. I can't believe they called that late night wars when fight to the desk was available. <laughs> was and and when uh, when Conan took over from Leno and then Leno Leno got that extra Tonight Show that they put on just after Conan war for to keep him time. happy. Yeah, that was sudden desk extra time. Sudden desk. Um, doesn't doesn't really work. <laughs> no, it was good, Andy. So, I mean, sudden desk is a funny idea because you know, like when people talk about worrying about, uh, you know, uh, spontaneous combustion, right? Yeah, you know, that's a thing that people have taught. You know, it's it's one of those things that just has been, you know, in you know fringe conspiracy circles for a long time. That that's that's just something somebody could do. Yes, right. But the idea that there could be an even fringier conspiracy that sometimes people can suddenly turn into a desk. Sudden <laughs> desk syndrome. And you just you just go down onto all fours and then start, I mean, start this to idea woodify. That you come into somebody's office, right? You come into somebody's office and um sit at the, their the, desk. The door's been locked. It has to be has to be has to be bashed open by a by a, by a um uh by you know by police or something like that or a fireman with an axe they come in and there's just a desk in the room they're like he must have turned into a desk yeah and then it's one Funny. of those it's one of those it's one of those like what happened one of those kind of like mystery things where it's like unsolved yeah. mystery oh, it was locked inside but there was nobody in there there were no windows out and there were no any there was not nothing uh, no other way out what happened the man had turned into a desk. <laughs> I mean, I presumed that the window was open. Papers were fluttering, fluttering around, and this man had clearly leapt to his death. But nobody, nobody makes that conclusion. Yeah, right. Everybody thinks he must have turned into a desk. So then they keep it somewhere and they give it to the um, to the family. Yeah, and then they... there you go. There. So that's an idea for educational physics videos. Alistair, we might need to wrap up quickly if that's okay. Yes. Of course. Okay, let's quick. Quick. Um, all right. Here's the sketch ideas for today. Uh, toaster hymen. That's a little no. bit of uh. a little bit of flesh that you put in there so that people know that that's you know it's it's like tamper proof. Awful. Tamper proof. <laughs> they should make it out of bacon so people can have it on their toast. Mm. Great. Go. Uh, you, you don't put bacon on toast, do you? Oh yeah. Well, yes, good. Um, 
uh, we got duplicity body harvesting idea. This is where people. Uh, I wrote duplicity. I think I, mel- I meant multiplicity. <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, but it's got to start out somewhere. Well, that's true. Okay. Um, then we got um, guy who has trouble getting gun for you know uh, for revenge in Australia. Then we have industry around vampire guano. Then we have anger. It's sadness for him. Then we have sun smart versus anti littering rap battle uh, educational rap battle war and then we have sudden mm. desk thank you so much for listening to two in the think tank we love that you did that that was really cool of you and <laughs> thanks for continuing the music no bed under me alistair there i felt really good we'll about that um, uh, check us out on twitter buy tickets to alistair's comedy festival show do. if you're in the states or if you're in spain by gustav and henry or gustavo Irita. yes and or if and you're in spain you can also buy tickets to my comedy festival show which will be called uh, <laughs> alejandro Tra- trambula Bichel. Uh, uh, no relaciones Esta esta no relaciones. Um, Great. And and uh, and magma's going to be going up online on the stupid old channel very soon by the time the next episode comes out i dare say, I say it'll be available episode, for you to view there by the time free. this episode goes out magma should be on on youtube and then possibly teleport will be out um within the week within the week as well maybe it'll even be out yes. by the time you hear this no the no the next one anyway it won't be out teleport won't be out by the time you hear this okay <laughs> and we, we love, love you. you and a toaster mm. hymen. We love a toaster hymen. See ya. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.